0: Sweep
1: Boston four in a row Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant head into the offseason. Shit happens. No crying over still mill. It's about how we can progress and get better from
0: here. We go hard. We go hard. We go hard.
1: welcome everybody to episode number one of battered nets fans i am your host daniel granada alongside here my special guest mike pesiglia from bad weather fans thank you so much for joining me today sir
0: yeah thank you for having me on it's wild watching those video highlights there because i can remember all of those plays i can remember the moments of those and it's been so long since we watched nets basketball i was like if you want to just roll 60 minutes of nets highlights so i could feel good and feel optimistic i'm game i love the intro but yeah, thanks
1: for having me on. I appreciate well, it. Well, I actually considered just having just a bunch of negatives and <laughs> yeah, just a right. bunch of like Charles Barkley and and Nick Wright and stuff. I was like, you know what? Let right. me let me throw some highlights in there first because it's been a rough offseason, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's been brutal. It's well, it was brutal. We got to a point now where at least we have a roster, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are coming back now. Will that ultimately be a good thing? Will that will the grand prize be there for us? Who knows, but. It did end basically with, yeah, we're back, and not the normal like, hey, uh, that sucked as an offseason. We'll be back next year to, hey, that sucked. Hey, the players are leaving. Hey, they're coming back. Okay, here we go.
1: Well, are you fearful that KD is going to want to leave again? Because I feel like you
0: think so? I, I, I would say maybe not in this season, but dictating on where things have gone in the past, I would not be surprised if in a year from now, we're doing episode fifty-six or wherever we are in the scale, and you're like, Mike, it's a year later. The Nets lost in the second round, that brutal loss, that James Harden three game seven game seven <laughs> winner on the James Harden three. Kevin Durant wants to team up with Harden and Embiid in Philly. Maxi's values up. I think we can get him in. The- I would not be shocked with anything, and I say that now because it was just such a disaster. I hope that he wants to stay because he's really good, but I wouldn't be stunned by. anything. Anything at this point after what we've seen from
1: the Nets? Because of his contract situation, I mean, when he originally asked for the trade, I know that. I mean, I was one of the people that didn't see it happening. Right. Eventually, I came around to the idea when I started hearing the Boston offers. And I'm mm-hmm. Like, you know what? This kind of makes sense. Right. But th- the fact that he has four years left, or after this year, three years left on his contract, I just don't. See- he could ask as much as he wants. How is it going to happen? Whenever these players request trades and they get their wish it's one year left on the deal anthony davis james harden like if you're under contract for three or more years why would the team trade you away
0: yeah you make a great point and i gotta give credit to my podcast partner on bad weather fans alex he said this right away and of course when he said it i disagreed because he's annoying as a nick fan you say (laughs) it it makes sense and i'm in here with agreement but you make a valid point right like yeah there's only so many years left on his deal he's getting older all the things you said are right i have just as your podcast title has battered you know battered fans with the net battered nets fans yeah there's just part of me that's like at some point something will go wrong and maybe the trade value diminishes and we're like wow okay we're running it back with andrew wiggins he looked good another (laughs) all-star like at some point something else will happen you're talking logic you're making sense which i totally agree with everything you said i'm just like at some point something's going to happen it's going to get depressing now i hope i'm wrong i don't think he'll be traded i really don't but it wouldn't stun me but yeah like at least for now kevin durant's a brooklyn man.
1: and i mean at some point like i still believe he's the best player in the nba at some point that's not going to be the case right because he's not getting any younger so the trade value is going to go down sure. also so so i get what you're saying like if you want to get bang for your buck i guess now would be the time to trade over next offseason but I, right. I just don't see it happening Now, Kyrie's back. Now, (laughs) is that... I don't even know if if to say that that's... I I love Kyrie. I'm one of those few that's a Kyrie defender. My wife thinks it's horrible how much I defend him because she finds him very annoying. (laughs) I I want to hear about that. Yeah, I considered naming my second daughter. Well, I ended up being a son, but if it was a daughter, I was like, maybe we want to name her Kyrie. Uh, She wasn't having it. So I'm a big Kyrie fan. But, man, he's... He's gotten to this level where it's it's kind of it's getting really hard to defend Now, yeah, did it's, you th- it's, did you think he was gonna leave?
0: Ah, uh, I, man, my emotions on that have gone so back and forth. And to your original point, which I think is really fascinating, I like Kyrie Irving too. I think there's a, lo- a lot of good with Kyrie Irving, but it does make it difficult when he spews stuff that's really tough to agree with. And it's such a weird predicament for net fans because. We bleed with Nets. We love Nets. Like, that's our team. We care about the Nets. And it's just, like, to pivot between the two distinctions of Kyrie Irving and some of the nonsense, he says, and then Kyrie Irving on the basketball court is really difficult. And I would say anybody that would come back and be like, how can you root for that guy? Did you see what he said? I would say, I I, I hear you. You make valid points. I'm going to root for him. He's on the Nets. I, 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 that's what, that's what's the value to me. He hasn't, he's done some weird stuff. He's done some bad stuff, but again, it's opinion based, all of that. I, to get to your original question, yeah, I thought, I thought it was over. I thought it was all over. I was thinking about all the bad things. My mind went into the negative attitude. I'm like, my mind went into well, maybe Russell Westbrook will respond. I mean, maybe it was just one year. <laughs> it's tough playing in L.A., right? LeBron James is, is can be tough. Anthony Davis is hurt all the time. I get like my mind was racing that way. I thought it was over. I th- I thought this whole thing was over, and I was getting ready for the next experiment of the Nets. And I had I had gone I had gone to the bad place for sure, for sure.
1: Well, much like with KD, I didn't think Harry was going. Any, cause I could, look, I didn't think, one, he wanted to go to a contender. I hadn't heard about anybody outside of L.A. that wanted him. And right. then to go to L.A., he would lose, what, $30 million. I thought impossible until I think it was my brother. He came up to me, he goes, you know, he might go and just dedicate this season to Kobe Bryant. Right. And I right. thought to myself, mm-hmm. Harry's going to yeah. leave. Yeah. he's gonna take he's gonna take a pay cut of 30 million dollars your brother
0: your brother and, did it
1: yeah and, and and he's gonna dedicate it to Kobe Bryant and I, that's it that, that's when he convinced me but that lasted about a day or two and then he came back but I think he's gonna have a career year I do because t- I do too He has to
0: I do too and as wild as this net season ha- or off season has been, like part of me loves the fact that everybody thinks they're gonna be dysfunctional. Loves the idea that things will go wrong. Loves the idea that something always happens with the Nets. I love that. Because in the years past, the last couple of years, it's been, if you've seen the Nets roster, they got Kyrie Irving. They got Kevin Durant. They got James Harden. You know, if some injuries don't happen here or there, of course they're in the NBA Finals. You think the Bucs can beat them? All of that nonsense was said. True or false, whatever. So I like the idea of let's go into this season with no expectations. Like Ben Simmons is an afterthought. But Ben Simmons, here's the truth that Ben Simmons is right. He's an all NBA player. He's not an all-star. He's an all NBA level player. The talent on this roster is absurd and we've all kind of forgotten about it because of the nonsense that has been created in the cloud above. So I like that. And I think Kyrie Irving because it's just so it's so Kyrie, right? His stocks at the lowest point right now. Kyrie's annoying on social media. He can never stay healthy. Something always happens. If it's vaccine issues, if it's going to parties with family members, I need two weeks off, something will happen to Kyrie. So there's the mindset that that's the direction that things will go. So in my head, I'm like, yeah, bring that all that on. Because of course, Kyrie Irving's going to have his career year when everything's against him. Because there's something I know about Kyrie Irving. He can tell you all he wants, that he doesn't care about social media, that he doesn't care about the outside noise. He, at his roots, is a narcissist, and he loves when people are talking about him, and he knows exactly what everybody is saying. And everybody is saying Kyrie Irving will not have a great year. Here's the truth. He's on a contract year where he needs more money because we all want more money. He hears the noise of everybody saying things around him. He does. Trust me. he's He's full of it if he doesn't say he is. Mm -hmm. i agree i think he's going to come out and have an extremely extremely great season now will something happen probably 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 but i do believe he's going to come out and the nets are going to come out on fire i i I do believe that in my heart
1: and he's a smart guy i feel like he knows he understands why everybody was hesitant to give him a contract and it's his his availability like everybody Mm -hmm. doubts when something big happens political or whatever it may be i i know it's it's very uh i don't know if, it, if immature isn't the word but my first thought goes to my sports teams i'm like oh no Kyrie's gonna sit out he's gonna of protest course. this uh, very serious topics that i know are very serious and in the of real course. world but i but when i'm living in my sports world i'm like Kyrie's gonna sit out and he knows that he knows that, that people are, are questioning oh, yeah. his his availability so i he's gonna make it a point last year he played every game that he was eligible for like everybody makes a big deal about him not playing, but that's because he couldn't play. He played every single game that he was available for, and I think he's going to try to play. I'd say sixty-two plus games.
0: I I agree, I, and it's funny too because it's um well, we've set the bar low for him when we say sixty-two plus games, and I don't mean <laughs> that like your comments fair, right? Like if you said yes. Kyrie Irving's going to play seventy-five percent of the Brooklyn Nets games this year, not seventy-five percent total games, I'd say hell yeah, sign me up. Let's let's get on this. Let's do this now. Get me ready for Kyrie Irving. If he's got a city, he's, he's not healthy versus the Pacers. I get it. We'll deal We'll deal with that. I, I'm in alignment with you on that. I think he hears the noise. He feeds off the noise, and he's going to come out there and be on fire. My, my fear with the Nets is more of just when the going gets tough, the tough get going, the cliche says, when all of a sudden the Nets are having issues, do we not look and point at each other and place blame but we come together we have a leader we have someone that says yeah mistakes happen yeah this happens that scares me with the nets
1: i don't think do you, they have a i don't think they have a leader do you think they need a leader like like for example the miami heat's big three the leader there was who dwayne wade i guess I mean, maybe or pat riley i guess was the person that everybody respects pat riley mm-hmm. to, to a certain level right but uh, do they really need a leader?
0: I didn't think so in the past, but after seeing what had happened in the accountability, I'm starting to believe it because I think for champions to win, if you're going to win a championship, unless you're the dream team and you got Jordan, Barkley, Ewing, uh, Larry Bird, you name them, unless you're that stacked of talent there's load of talent in the east, you need accountability. So maybe it's not leadership but it's accountability during bad times has to happen, and I fear—this is all fears—that there is such low respect for Steve Nash that <laughs> when there's bad times, you know, if you have a if you have a coach yeah. that, like you said it, like the Big Three, Pat Riley, I'm scared of Pat Riley. I've never met the guy. Like if I was talking to Pat yeah. Riley, I'd be like, "Yes, of course you can, please. Yes, yes, yes. Feel free to do whatever you want. That's sure, sure, yes. My wife's amazing, but yes, I get it." Like, I I fear that Steve Nash is kind of like, hey, coach, we don't like that. And he's like, and I'm not saying Coach Nash is as bad as people have perceived on the X's and O's. It's just that leadership quality. There needs to be somebody there for bad times. And that part just it it just
1: rains in my head and I cannot get rid of it. I gave up on Steve Nash. Does that (laughs) Celtic series? Uh, and, And I'm not one to, like, ask for a coach's jobs. But with those right. rotations, when he had a lineup Blake. out there where Ke- Kevin Durant was the center, and it was it was Dragic, Patty Mills, Kyrie, and I think maybe Bruce. It, it was the t- smallest lineup I've ever seen. Like, what are you doing? Robert Williams is eating us alive. I, I, I'm not a fan of Steve Nash. I, I get that he's not the worst thing in the world, but right. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And back to what we were talking about, a, a leader. I, I guess you're talking about somebody like Udonis Haslam because- right. When Jimmy Butler was coming at Eric Spolstra, mm-hmm. he had exactly. somebody that came. Great point. Udonis, Great point. H- Udonis has him came out, and he said, I'll beat your ass. And <laughs> just like that. And, and he had Eric Spolstra's back. But there's not many people like that in the NBA right now. True. Draymond Green for the Warriors. I can't think of too many other ones off the top of my head. Like, I can't think of too many people that are those leaders, at least for superstars to respect.
0: Sure. But I think if the other teams have coaches that are respected – that can play out a little bit. And I don't think, I don't know. I mean, maybe with this new net roster, someone will emerge. Like, I think Patty Mills is the ultimate teammate and ultimate, like, guy there for you. But I don't know if he can say, hey, like, pull Kyrie aside and be like, stop this nonsense. Or, Kevin, wake up. Like, that won't happen. And then also to your Nash point, not seeing Blake Griffin until the end of the series was painful. Now, Blake Griffin is washed. He's not the same player. But the things that the Nets lacked in the playoffs – Were toughness, identity, caring—all the things that at least he gave them, and at least you saw like the effort was there. There was no stretch the floor, and there was no effort from the Nets, and it was painful to watch. And I and I kept saying to myself, like, why is Coach Nash not trying this? And again, this is stuff like this is stuff like normal back and forth when you're talking about our coach. Like, I can't believe he didn't make that switch. I can't believe he didn't do this. Robert Sala on fourth and eight, like the normal things you get pissed (laughs) about. But Coach Nash, it's like, do they not care about? Do they disrespect him so much? And the one quote that really scared me more than anything was the summer league when Cam Thomas rolled his eyes. I'm like, Cam Thomas is young enough where he could be like my son. He's a baby. Mm -hmm. And he showed such a lack of respect. And for For me, that comes from one place, Kevin Durant. Because Mm -hmm. you know Durant saying stuff because – Thomas and KD, like that's a niche little bond together. Yeah. And him yeah. just try you could you could feel it. And I was like, there's something rot in there. And I yeah. I you could hear it
1: in the answer. That's a great point. I, I agree. Now, you know, I listen to as much Nets content as there is out there. If you have a Nets podcast, there's a good chance that I've listened to. It, <laughs> okay. Now I'm not sure which one of all of them it was, but somebody <laughs> said that right. somebody at some point said that they read somewhere that Markeith Morris was picked up because he could be that leader that KD and Kyrie would respect. Now I'm sorry. I'm not sure when Marquise Moore, I'm not even sure who Marquise Morris is of the two brothers. Like, is he the one that got bull rushed by Jokic last year or is he the other one? I'm not even sure who, which of the two it is. Do you know?
0: I, I think that, I think he was the one from Jokic. I always thought it would be great. Like if there was a series and there was like a playoffs and they just switched in the middle of it i always wonder like would anybody know i mean i don't think maybe like maybe in the locker room they would know if they were like hey my brother's a little better than me i want to win this series we're gonna sub out like when we go in like into the game and all of a sudden the other referee or the referee or the other team's coach is like i think that's the other morris brother i always wonder if that would happen that's a side note uh I don't know. I don't know I enough about that. Mark Eve North to give, to give you an answer there. Uh, I would say I hope so. And I'll fingers crossed that we'll see how it plays out.
1: I, I'm not, I'm, I'm honestly not happy that he's on the team. I've never been a fan of his. I'm, did we pick him up to be the backup center? Or because I figured Daron Sharp has that role, no? Behind Nick Claxton. Right. That should Even be even though I, I'm one of the few people that want Ben Simmons at center, but I guess we can get into that in a little oh, bit. I'd
0: love to hear that. Uh, but, Geek but, me out on Ben
1: Simmons at uh, center. But I'm looking at Marquis Morse. He basically missed the whole season after he got trucked by Jokic. He played 17 games. Right. He, he missed from the beginning of November well, to the end of March. I, I, I don't know.
0: You, know. you know how it is. Like, And I, I'm a victim of this, I'll be honest. Every time you sign a free agent, it's the positive side of things. It's the good side of things. Like I thought, I, I, I,
1: I'm so battered, I'm negative. Everybody that we signed, like,
0: this guy sucks. But see, I'm so used to everybody that's beating me that I always look at the good in them and not the bad that's come out. Like James Johnson, when the Nets signed him, I'm like, that guy's never missed a 15-footer in my whole life. <laughs> I was wrong. I mean, he, he couldn't make a layup so that was my mistake, but I always think of the positive that's happened with the other player, and I can't think of the ne- – it's funny, I can not th- I can only see the positive when they're on the other team and how they've destroyed right, right. me, then they come to my team and I watch them obviously a lot more, and then those negatives start to come out. Even though I've watched the other games, and I'm sure James Johnson's missed shots versus the Nets, but I can only see it that way. So I agree with you on the battered thing. I think I just have a different – like viewpoint of hits like it's we're, we're going to the same place of destruction in our mind for our love but yeah. how we get there comes from a different angle both of them don't work i'll mention that like we both <laughs> suck yeah. but yeah i hear you
1: i don't know but we got tyler johnson i was, I was so miserable I was he, was okay. get tyler johnson. he was he, had, he like was yeah like i said fine. like i said they start off in my mind they suck and then they prove me wrong eventually and i feel i feel better that way i'd rather you know low expectations and then be happy, then high expectations, and just be disappointed. I mean, See, we're going to end up disappointed regardless, but... <laughs>
0: That's how I am in real life. I wonder why with the Nets, I do that differently. It's interesting. Well, this is not uh, like a therapy pod, but I'm just curious about that.
1: Well, <laughs> if it, it's a random tangent that I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. What's, what's one random Nets p- opponent that you feel is just a random player that always kills the Nets? Because hmm. to me... Ennis Cantor. I couldn't stand <laughs> seeing that guy because I felt like he would destroy us on the boards every time we played. Him.
0: Yeah, I think. Well, th- that's a great point. He's one of them. I'm a big fan of playing like DraftKings or, or, you know, doing like daily fantasy. And whenever Ennis would play the Nets, I'm like pencil him it at 5,800 because he's gonna kick our ass. Evan Fournier is another one. Evan, Four- that's a, yeah, he's another one too. But so it's funny because you know I hear Nick fans all the time saying like Evan Fournier sucks. I'm like. I don't think evan fournier's ever missed a shot i don't but i but that I know would be like, the guy that you're
1: excited about signing that's the guy that right. you would sign you'd be like oh evan fournier he's not totally. missing at
0: barclays <laughs> totally and then i'd get in there and i'd be like wow he's given up 12 straight points to jalen brown i guess he can't play defense
1: no, so yeah that's
0: no. a it's like a perfect example but yeah ennis canner is one of them oh that's a great one i'm stealing your answer i love that every time it's like 20 12 and four and it's like back down back down back down i'm going how does can or not get minutes? And then he plays the Nets and he does this. It's remarkable.
1: It really is. I don't, I don't know how he's so poor against everybody else, but against us, to me, he's an all-star. It really is. It's crazy. So, KD's back. Kyrie's back. Chris Chiosa's back. Yes. Geez. So, <laughs> do we have a big three, do you think, with Ben Simmons? I mean, I know you said that he's an all-NBA player if he's healthy, but, like, do you think he's meant – because everybody's telling me he's not even going to play this year. I think that's ridiculous. He he's gonna play. Oh, yeah. And I feel like because he has the opportunity to start preseason games, for example, so he's gonna start in the preseason, not a lot of attention, especially with Media Day and everything. I mean, you know, the focus is gonna be on KD and Kyrie. That that's such a great point. How Ben
0: Simmons, who hasn't played this, is I think this might illustrate. <laughs> under I'm, so the radar. This. I'm so glad you said this to illustrate how dysfunctional the Nets offseason has been. <laughs> ben Simmons has not played a game since the Sixers playoff series two playoffs ago and yep. his media day is second tier to interesting yeah, yeah. questions is insane <laughs> of how bad this off season was from that standpoint is, is such a good point. That is, that
1: is mind boggling. I, I agree that it, that it, it's, it, it kind of encompasses how bad things have been, but I think, For Ben Simmons it's like as the best situation that could have happened totally because the Mm situation look he plays in preseason games he can finally warm up on the court actual action the attention is going to be on KD and Kyrie off every press conference like I feel like this is the opportunity for Ben to finally kind of just ease into an NBA role because on the first game of the season it's not even nationally televised Mm -hmm. Is is it? I don't don't think think it is though
0: versus
1: I I mean, Pelicans, I guess maybe, but I don't think it is. So I feel like this is for Ben Simmons. At least this is the best situation possible.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. And like if, if, if I was on bad weather fans and I had Knicks fans listening to me, they'd be salivating. This is so cool. Ben Simmons is on the Brooklyn nets. Now the scrutiny he's going to get compared to being in Philadelphia is not the same. It's just not anything goes wrong. It's just going to be different. Now, that's just the truth there's not as many passionate net fans as there are 76ers fans i'll say at my core the passionate net fans are as good or better than any other fans there are but i understand it's a young baby just less of them there's just less of them but to the point Mm -hmm. ben simmons is gonna it's gonna be easier for him. i say all that to say for somebody that had problems with philly in the media and the fans and the scrutiny he's going to get a little help on that because it won't be the same in Brooklyn. And I think that will help him a lot as crazy as all that sounds. And the other point too, which is, is the, is the positive energy here is the nets have guys that have a lot to prove. And he's in the category of there as well. Kyrie Irving does Kevin Durant does. And Ben Simmons might have the most to prove. Here's a guy that was the first pick in the NBA draft. He missed his first season in the league Then he came on, and it became some sort of a sensation with his defensive play, his playmaking ability. Then we found out he can't shoot, right? He cannot shoot the ball at all. And all of a sudden, all the head mental stuff happened. We know how things ended in Philly. Fast forward, here we are in Brooklyn. Back issues, doesn't play. He's now ready to go. If he's not ready to play this year, it's a wrap. It'll never happen. happen. He's going on the J.J. Redick podcast. He's ready to speak. He's going to, this is it. If he can't do this now, he can never do this. But he's so, in a sick, twisted way, because of how dysfunctional, and it goes back to how no one will care as much about him on the media standpoint, and it'll be like the B story. The right. fact that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have been that dysfunctional and that Ben Simmons can go under the radar without even playing is such a positive positive in a negative world of a sunshine going through the rainstorm is just a bizarre statement, but a but a fair one and a true one. So, yes, because the Nets aren't as watched, and yes, because Katie and Kyrie have set the standard for what this function looks like, yep. Ben Simmons isn't gonna be talked about as much until he starts playing well. And that's a good thing for Ben Simmons.
1: All right, now now this brings me to my next question for you. Yeah, okay. Now I've gotten a lot of crap on Twitter, because I constantly say I want to see Ben Simmons at center. Do you think I am crazy for saying I want Ben Simmons at center? Now let me preface this by saying, yeah, I, I want him. I, I want him at center, based on the roster we currently have. Right. If we had an actual center that could maybe shoot, or at least shoot free throws, you know, it's, it's, give me something. Right. Right. I'd feel well. a little better about Ben Simmons uh, playing, you know, point guard. But having him and Nick Claxton out there at the same time scares the hell out of me. That's fair. Because that that paint is going to be clogged up. That's fair. So a- you, am I crazy?
0: No, you're not crazy. And I hope the Nets are experimental and do all of it. I would say I'm game with trying anything. Now, my personal thoughts are I like him at the point guard position, I think would be interesting. Now, backtrack before I even get to that point. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation where we're talking about, should we play Ben Simmons at the point or playing at the center and not being like is his herniated disc spasming? Like this is a yeah. fun conversation. This is one where we can have a, like a healthy debate, but at the end of the day, it's a good problem.
1: As long as he's on the court, I don't care.
0: Exactly. Right, right. Exactly. But to get to your center thought, I like, I like the idea of him at point guard to start if – He's so talented in distributing the ball and he's so good at getting people in their spots. That intrigues me. Now, the problem with that is I kind of like counterbalance my own point is Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are so ball dependent. They need the ball in their hands to be successful. Can they have the idea of Ben Simmons being the distributor? Would that work? I don't know. That's part one. So,
1: So, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I wanted real quick. I would have had those same worries if it wasn't for the James Harden experiment. Mm, good James point. Harden, James Harden was running the game, was running the ball. That's when good it point. was just him and Kyrie, Kyrie said, go ahead, you're the point guard. Now, because of that, I feel comfortable with KD and Kyrie playing off the ball because they did it with James Harden.
0: That's a great point. That's fair. That's so, very good. I mean, a little different that Simmons can't shoot. Harden, yeah, at least, was the yes. threat to, like, if yes. you sag off. But that does, that's a good point. So that was kind of my fear. You eased them. You made me feel better about that here on episode one. I like that. Um, The center position, I'm like, why not? Like, try it all. Try it all where he becomes just a freak guy that can get rebounds, push the ball up the court. Try everything. I'm, I'm in favor. Basically, I'm in favor of trying everything minus shooting guard. Like, let's not try that. (laughs) Like, if you're like, hey, Kyrie, pass it to Simmons for a three and prove me wrong He starts nailing threes. You know that first game, too. He's going to, like, shoot a three just to piss the whole sixer fans off, the whole base off. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm game with the center thing. I'm game with the point guard thing. I'm game with trying all experimenting with all these different lineups. And I'm excited to see what works, what doesn't work. And I'm excited to see consistency with him. And I hated Ben Simmons in that Philly Sixers series a couple years back. With Jared, with Jared Dudley and the arms out, but things changed fast. Now I'm listening oh, to sure. him and I'm going, "We're fickle. This we're guy, fickle this, as, this guy as guy fans. We're fickle, right? Yeah. We really are. It's it's truly <laughs> a. Rem- it's, there's not the like I like Paul Pierce is the player I despise the most. Oh in no, the history I, I, of the I, I
1: I hated me. We, oh, were you and I, we shared that sentiment, Pierce and I hated cheering boy. for him. But when he's him. on the Nets, like. And he's making clutch
0: plays. I I got through it. But Pierce was the one, man. Like, I went to Nets Celtics playoff series. And I'll never forget, like, yelling back and forth at him. He's like, that guy just got, uh, those whole Celtics teams got under my skin. But Pierce is the one guy, but he was a net. And it was like, at the end of the day, Pierce is having jumpers versus the Raptors. You're not rooting for him
1: to miss it. I I, I hope not. He got got the game-winning block. And I was like, man, out of all people, you. Oh, you weren't saying that in the moment.
0: Of In course not.
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> out of all the people, afterwards, when I kind of took a step back, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I don't ball. mind Kevin Garnett. I like Kevin Garnett. Right. So I used to yeah. be a he's he's KG. Man, I, right. Yeah. I hated Paul Pierce. Yeah.
0: Um. I'd love you Paul, want, sitting at a bar watching, uh, you know, Nets Celtics. Nets win the series. You're like, I'm happy, but I just wish, you know, it was Reggie. No, no
1: th- th- that came a couple hours later. A couple. I swear to God, a couple <laughs> hours later, you. that did. I come. believe you. He was annoying. Uh, uh the one. <laughs> The one thing that everybody says to me when I bring up Ben Simmons at center is defensively how he'll get abused. Now, what I find funny is that the same people that say this say that they want DeMarcus Cousins on the team. Right. I'm sorry, DeMarcus Cousins is a horrible defender. So if you're yelling for DeMarcus Cousins to come and play center for us, I'm not sure what's the issue with Ben Simmons. They're saying his size. He's like 6'11", 240 pounds. It's not like he doesn't have... A center a small center's body right like i'm not sure where i'm with you just put them everywhere except for the two except for except for shooting guard let's try it out
0: yeah i'll be honest with you i'm not smart enough to have these conversations where i can tell you like hey ben simmons at the five defensively won't work and he'll get abused in the paint and you'll see what people, happens when miles the Turner people that are saying it aren't them. either i right i'll be honest i have no freaking clue but i'll tell you this like I'd love to experiment with it and try. And I would say if Steve Nash doesn't at least try with all these things, that's negligent on him. See what works. See gets what, what gets the things moving, gets them rolling. And maybe that's a defensive presence that ends up working. We know we can rebound. We know all this can work. Everything has to be tried. Like This is such a weird regular season because there has to be experimenting with the lineup that's new. But at the very same time, they can't take it easy. They can't not try. They can't be like, we'll turn it on in the playoffs. That needs to not happen. They need to care. They need to experiment. Yes. Basically, they have to be a sports team like that functions.
1: I, I and agree. then I
0: think I like, like like play the games, try different lineups, see what works. That didn't work. That Hold each other accountable. That needs to happen. And then the conversations of, oh, Ben Simmons at center doesn't work because of this, this, and this. There's been in the NBA small balls. Like I'll put it this way. The same people that probably were saying Ben Simmons can't play center were the same people in the playoffs clamoring for Blake Griffin to get in the mix and play center. There's, there's give and take in all points. That's just how it works. See what talent mix, see what talent vibes, and you go from there.
1: And I agree that they have to take things seriously because not this past offseason, uh, the one before, they took a couple of games off where they could have been fighting for that first seed. We ended up with the second seed and ended up playing against the Bucks in the second round. Like... Ugh. Just just take the season seriously. Yeah, you gotta take it seriously. That first year that KD and Kyrie were finally playing together when they were taking off night because it was back to back, he would sit down KD and Kyrie in the same game. And that's it to myself like what the hell is this guy doing? (laughs) Like he's just giving away games.
0: Yeah, I'm more of a like I was I have changed my mind, and I think as I've matured and watching this the last couple years, where in the back, I'd be like, save it for the playoffs, they'll be fine. The more and more I see the league and I see these guys, I'm not saying that you have to go out there and be, you know, the uh, whatever year it was with the Bulls when they won, when they won 70 games, 96. Like you, 96 Bulls. Like you don't have to be that, but you have to just take the season seriously, where you're in the 50 win conversation, you're trying, and and where they fall, they fall, fine. But if they don't do that, they have no chance because you saw what happened versus Boston. They had no, they were so, they were talented enough where they weren't blowouts.
1: Yeah. But they were not, they were not a team where they could win games. But I agree to an extent. I don't mm-hmm. think you have no chance because, for example, that first year with uh, Kyrie, Katie, and Harden, they barely played together. And with barring injury, they would have made it, I think, to at least the Easter Conference finals. Maybe the finals. Maybe they win it all. Last year, th- yes, they lost four games, and it's hard to argue that 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 would have been different otherwise. But that team was built around three players that could create their own shot, and the guy that they traded for Harden wasn't playing at all. I right. think if Ben Simmons plays, there's a chance that they could maybe take one, two, three, even four games. Like I think if everybody's, I think health plays a bigger part than. The chemistry and not that i'm saying it's not important i want them all to play because right. obviously it makes things a lot better when you have some cohesion but i, I to say that there's no chance i i, I disagree i think that th- when you have more talent you just have a chance
0: yeah well i think what happened last year was it was so dysfunctional and so bizarre that it kind of shatters ideas, idea ideals and ideology on things like the nets last year went in with harden kyrie and Durant, and what happens? Kyrie Irving doesn't play because of a vaccine mandate. Then Kevin Durant gets hurt. James Harden's on an island and he's all by himself and bolts. So, when I, you're right. To an extent, the regular season doesn't matter, but the bar's been set so low on how not to do a regular season that to me, what you have just said sounds like a regular regular uh, regular regular season right Right. it's been so bad like there was um there was a vaccine mandate so Kyrie Irving didn't play Harden's traded the guy that has come in hasn't played in a year his back hurts like all of that was so bad that I would go back to what you said in season number one is all I'm asking for (laughs) so if we can come to a common ground with I just don't want the season to start and it's like, well, Kyrie Irving's not playing for three months because some, something and something no, happened. No, for sure. Kevin for Durant's sure. hurt. Ben Simmons is like, well, all this. I'm, I got to be honest. Like Mr. Whammy makes me nervous. I don't know if I can play. Like that <laughs> is the stuff I, I'm asking for. Like regular
1: bad, if that like, makes sense. I, all I want, and I know this is a lot to maybe ask for, but I want the first seed. And I know I, that goes sure. against everything I just said about not taking the seed. Why forward. not? But I want the first seed. And I say that because, again, I live in Miami. So I'm surrounded by Heat fans. Right. I don't think this past year's Heat team was very good. Like, it wasn't bad, but it no, wasn't to me. almost made it to the NBA finals good. But they had such an easy road the first two rounds that they ended up in the Easter Conference finals. And it's like, man, like, I want to have an easy road to the Easter Conference finals. But we played against the Easter Conference champs two years in a row. It, it, you just, well, you, you make your own luck, I guess.
0: I agree with all that. I will say, though, but this is a different year, so it changes a little bit. The Eastern Conference is stacked, and it's gotten a lot better. Where last year, like, Cleveland was cute. This year, Cleveland's going to be like, damn, Cleveland's hot. Like, you're yeah, going to have yeah. to worry about Cleveland. Teams have gotten yeah. better. Atlanta's improved with Murray on the roster. So even the bottom-tier teams have, have, have risen a little bit, which goes back to your point of getting the home court how much even more important it is to get there with all these good teams. But I will say, like, I do think the Eastern conference has really, really improved. And I think that the, uh, the bottom tier teams have all gotten better. And one of those bottom tier teams is the Nets, right? The Nets last year were a seven seed. Yeah. They're a bottom tier team that people are expecting more of. Same with the Cavs, same with the Hawks. So there is a lot of that. Two, so I don't know if that easy road will be quite the same, but still, yeah, no, the definitely, end of the day, you want you still at the end of the day, you want to have home court, you want to put you don't want to play in the first round. The Celtics, as much as I've praised the Hawks, I'd rather play Atlanta in the first round than dealing with the Milwaukee Bucks for sure, for sure.
1: Now, you brought up a home court, I brought up home court. um I haven't been down to Barclays since the very first game in Brooklyn back in 2012. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping to go back actually next month for the very first game for the 10th anniversary. I'm working on it, but I'd like to do it 10 years later. Cool. But
0: nice.
1: I haven't been back to the Barclays. You tell me you're inside of the Barclays whenever it is that you go here and there. Some people crap on games at the Barclays. Right. I like to think that it's not as bad as some people make it seem. You tell me. Is it? I know it's not MSG. Yeah, fuck them. But like, <laughs> is is Barclays like? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I've been to Amway Center. Amway Center is horrible. The Orlando Magic fans are horrible. Yeah, I've been to the Heat Stadium. They're a little better when they're playing well, but if if there's if the team isn't good, the, the, yeah. the fans are horrible. How's the Barclays?
0: The Barclays Center and the Nets energy there is your generic average NBA arena. It's good, it's bad, it's everywhere in between. It gets loud, it gets low. That's what my answer would be. It's not Excellent. the most electric place you've ever heard, although when it's loud, I've never heard a place louder in some big moments, that buck series, you know, it can get insane loud, but when this people are right yes, that this, moment, but when this moment right here, game 5, but when people mm-hmm. are like it's trash, it's this, that is mainly coming from people that dislike the Nets. They want to find angles to disparage the Nets. It's probably coming from most Nick fans that want to find something to belittle the Nets, and they use the fact that they have a louder arena to do so. So is it the loudest place you've ever heard? No. Does it get loud? Of course it does. Is it, is it perfect energy at all times? No, it's not. But it's not low. It's not high. It's just generic in the middle, and it can get the high and low points. Do I wish more fans were as energetic as, as you and myself? Of course I do. But yeah. ultimately like I I worry about this a lot too cuz I'm insecure and I want to like show how great I, my 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 team is and my fans. Yeah. So I understand that uh, and I respect it because I'm, it's in my head a little bit as well. And but it's 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 good. And it, trust me, it gets loud as hell in there when it matters.
1: That, that's all that matters they got to be loud at least in the playoffs give me the playoffs and give me opening night because if i'm there i want to hear it loud
0: yeah trust me it gets when i went to this season i went to nets raptors the game where kd played and then basically you weren't allowed to play you weren't allowed into play if you could drink like those that game yeah with the babies like that game i looked i was like holy shit it's like really loud in here it was like, it was, it was deafening loud. And I'll say this. That was, that was an awesome and, game. And, 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 and I'll say this. Cause I, I, anytime I can, I don't like the Knicks. I went to the net Nick game at Madison square garden. The game where the nets, it was towards the end of the season. We're trailing most of the game. They came back and won. The Knicks had the hideous court out there. They were down like 15, 20 points, came back and won. Durant and Kyrie took over at the end and won the game. First of all, it was like 30, 40% net fans. Second of all. When the Knicks made a run, that's when I heard it, and I was like, this 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 hit me. And I was like, I'm always hearing about Barkley Center and how it's not loud. And I was like, This is not better, it's worse. I know the Knicks but are wait, out of the playoffs, but I'm like, But was this is it not was loud? It,
1: was it Valentine's Day week, though?
0: <laughs> it was not.
1: Oh, okay, okay. It, right. was it was
0: not, oh. it was it was not. And this is <laughs> you're funny. This is something that bothers me a lot. Like Met Yankees is a thing. I'm a Mets fan, I'm whatever. A fan. Mm-hmm. Right, like um, like if Met fans are in Yankee Stadium or Yankees fans are in Mets uh, in in City Field, hey, it's New York. You can get tickets both ways. Oh my God! If they're Nick fans at Barclays Center, we own the city. This is how we run things, and it's like, well, what what are you doing? When it was at MSG, it was the other way. And it's, well, the Knicks were out of it. But Things have changed so much with secondary markets. Fans go in. Give me a break. Like, that is such a cop-out and such BS.
1: And everybody understands that there's more Knicks fans than Nets fans. I mean, we represent one borough technically in the city. And then... They've been around for 100 years. that, That also. So, I don't... And... Look, I, I'm sure because this idiot's all over Twitter. So I'm sure there are yeah. Nets fans that are constantly saying that the Nets run the city. But of like course. come on, like we understand it's a Knicks right. City. Who who cares though? Who like, cares? Like who really cares? I don't care so, who runs the city. I
0: care who wins a championship. I want titles. Number one to me. I want to go. I don't care if we go to a parade, it's me, you, and a bottle of vodka. I don't care. I want to win a championship. That's all that matters. Not numbers.
1: Does it's irrelevant. And with that, let's get into this season. Which is because I'm feeling good about this season. Yeah. I feel like Ben Simmons is gonna come and he's gonna. He, I think he's gonna kill it this year. I think yeah. he's gonna. He's gonna remind everybody who he was. And supposedly he's been working on his jump shot all summer. Does that mean absolutely anything? Probably right. not. Probably but not. <laughs> but if he could at least up his free throw percentage just a little bit, I'm going to feel a lot better. And I, th- I think they're going to kill it this year.
0: I do too. I think they're going to come out really hot early. I think they're going to come out and be like nine and one, 11 and three, 20 and six. I think they're going to come out and kill it. I'm, with you on that. I'm just like, what's going to, I think this season's not going to be what we had last year and we don't have to worry about all that stuff. And we're going to win games it's going to be when the going gets tough in the big moments, what happens. But from last season was so depressing and so bad that the bar nationally internally has been driven so low. I think it's going to be good. And I will say one thing about last year. That's a positive. They were 20 and six and Kevin Durant got hurt or whatever it was. And they were first in the East. They were the one seed in the East. Don't forget about that. And as, mm-hmm. your, as you pointed out brilliantly earlier in the show, health matters. If they're mm-hmm. healthy and they care, they are a problem. They are a big, big problem.
1: He was the MVP at that point in the season. Sure. He, he was winning games with the babies. It was all uh, rookies around him, and he was winning those games. Like He mm-hmm. was the MVP, and then things just went to shit once he got injured. And it was Bruce Brown, right, that fell into his knee or something. It was just yeah, a freak accident. Yeah, he got accident.
0: shoved. They were, they were playing the the Pelicans. Was it the Pelicans or the
1: Bulls? It might have been the Pelicans. It,
0: a freaky injury. Bruce yes. Brown went into them, and you know, the rest is the rest is history. And as they oh, say. James Harden's now going to Eagles
1: games. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> you brought up last season, and you know, I, I I'm a sports fanatic. I I watch all five major sports and I support five teams. And I've been doing this for a very long time as far as watching sports. And I can honestly tell you, out of the five sports, five teams all that last year the net season was by far oh, the hardest and saddest season i have <laughs> experienced as a sports fan and i'm t- i'm a jets fan let me yeah, tell you it gets something. it gets bad but last year because expectations, of my expectations yeah. yes because of the expectations yeah. i put money down on them winning the finals like i i really thought that that was our year and the way that went we went on like on a 12 game losing streak Ugh. I, I I would have never in my life no. not even, even on a regular team without KD and Kyrie for a team to lose 12 in a row. Like it was it was last year was really.
0: bad. Rough. Yeah, this year's really gonna sick. be awesome. Like from if this year is as bad as last year, you know. I give I, up. I give up. Right. I give this up. year's gonna be fun. This year, I don't know if they win the title, but I think this year has to be like we're a good NBA team, we're winning seven out of ten. We're twenty-seven and twelve. We're forty-one and twenty-six. We're fifty-four and twenty. Whatever the math is, twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. Like this has to be normal. Good. Now we get into the playoffs, and we're like, can you believe Steve Nash didn't make that rotation versus the Celtics in the second round? Robert well, let's start with, was chewing like that's the kind let, of stuff
1: I'm open. Let's. About. I just want to start with the win. Let's win a playoff game because that was embarrassing. I'm sorry. Not, There's I, no I, way around not. it. The only team out of the six, not even six, no, I guess 16, out of the 16 yeah, teams to not win I a know. playoff. Come, my, come on. Come
0: on. I was there for game four. It sucked. I stayed to the end, though. I had to see the pain because I wanted to remember oh, the moment. I want to remember the loss. Early. No, that I want to was. remember the loss for when we get there. Be like, oh, yeah, I remember that one when I was watching the, that guy <laughs> with that Larry Bird jersey. Oh, well, wow, you have Larry Bird. I want to remember that when it reverses. So the pain makes it better. Do you think it's finals or bust this year? It is for me personally. It is for it'll, it'll be anytime Kevin Durant's on the roster, it'll be finals or bust. People won't look at it that way. And I know I said a lot of things that make me discourage the Nets, but in my lifetime, I want to see a Nets title. This is we're in the window of it. So if it's not, I, I, I deem it a bust. Even if I'm not saying like if they go to the Eastern conference finals, they win 60 games. It's a heartbreaking game seven. At least I'll have moments of this wasn't hell, but it'll be yeah. bust ultimately. You agree?
1: If they make it to the Easter Conference Finals, I think they should make it to the finals, but if they make it to the Easter Conference Finals, I'll feel like it's not a full bust because they've they they got swept in the first round last year. I know, I know. It, it, like it's 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 a big jump. From, from being swept in the first round to the East Conference Finals. I do feel like I, like a part of me wants to say, yes, it has to be Finals. But it's kind of like you. I, I want to say it, but because the East is stacked, I kind of like, at least make it there. Like, if at least make it there. Right. Like, do not give me a second round exit. Don't give me a first round exit. Like, at least make it there. And I'll feel not satisfied, but I'll be like, okay, a step in the right direction, I guess. Now let's see where Kyrie ends up next year. Like, I guess that's that's where I'll be at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I get that perspective of it. I'm just like, you got Kevin Durant on the roster. You got Kyrie Irving on the roster. You got Ben Simmons on the roster. Nobody believes this is it to me. Like in my mind, I, I've i I've gone with, I'm never going to see a Nets championship. I don't even know what that moment would be like. Like decombust and just explode and become my cat. Like, <sighs> I don't even know what that would be like. So it's finals or bust for me. As much, as much hell as I give them, I got to see it.
1: I, I got to see it also. I, do you think this is a championship roster, though? Like, yes. Royce O'Neal was a nice pickup. Yes. I mean, we we have depth now. Yes. Joe Harris is healthy. Yes. And, and I think a lot of people were, didn't. It wasn't talked about enough how much we missed Joe Harris last year totally. because that totally. Patty Mills led the team in minutes. You know, yeah. Patty Mills leading the team in minutes—that's no.
0: The that, that Then the, This is a championship roster. This is you know you're getting to nitpicking like. They don't have a backup center. It's like, okay. I hear you. They don't have a backup mm-hmm. center. But that's the conversation we're having. That's right. a good conversation. We're, we need somebody that can be another playmaker. Agreed. Okay. But all the other stuff. This team's going to have a full season with Seth Curry, Royce O'Neil, TJ Warren. That's a Joe nice, Harris. That's a nice core bench just to start there. Yes. Like Joe's back, Simmons is back they're getting a lot of good players now can they stay healthy probably not will it all be will it all work probably not but that roster there if you compare it to the other ones is enough to win a is a I like Boston they beat the crap out of the nets but don't tell me then that their rosters a their roster is in the nets isn't at full strength and like things are even
1: no not at all well, our issue was wing defending, right? We couldn't defend the wings last year. We have Ben Simmons and Royce O'Neal now. It's a lot. Like we, That's that's a, a lot better than what we had last year in the playoffs. Talent's there. Talent's there. And, it's the other crap. And TJ Warren, I, I completely forgot about TJ Warren. Yeah. He's an animal. Coming off the bench, we have a scoring threat now when KD or Kyrie goes to the bench. I completely forgot. I agree. This is a championship roster. Uh, yeah. I think we have a solid chance of winning it all. And again, I've said the same thing the last two years.
0: Yeah, no, we'll, you'll be proved, like I said, episode 47 will come on this and be like, <laughs> Man, can you believe what happened? I did not see Robert Williams with a quadruple double versus the Nets in the first round, and Kyrie Irving was in the Bahamas because he didn't want to play.
1: Robert Williams is done. He's out for six four to six weeks with some type of knee surgery he's having. Yeah. That guy's done. Don't don't worry about that guy. He's <laughs> not gonna right. be a problem. I'll, t- I'll yeah.
0: take I'll take your word for it now. <laughs> I'll remember that later, and I'll tw- I'll, I'll I'll text you. Uh, yeah, Robert Williams just blocked the shot.
1: We're all bleeped. Nah. So let's end it here. Media day. Yes. Oh, this will be fun. What What are you expecting? I know some people are saying they're not gonna sh- they're gonna show up. I'm sorry. They'll show the, up. The, the scrutiny that they would get for not showing up. They'll they're show gonna up. show up. So what are you expecting from Media Day?
0: I'm expecting them to say a lot of nothing, with some sprinkled in of coded answers. I think you'll have to ask. Let me put it this way. I believe in media day. I'd be disappointed if the Nets didn't have one. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving should speak. There's a lot to learn. I expect them to be calculated and I expect them to give a lot of nonsense with moments of interesting, but yeah, like they'll, they're so sadistic they'll spin it and blame the media. Like that's the Nets. Like that's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving like, like yeah, we're cool. Like it's all y'all that care. We're here to play basketball. <laughs> like that'll be the response. And then they're ask- like, yeah. I mean that's a, that's what it'll be. Like yeah, man. Um yeah, we're I'm here. I'm on the nets. I want to win a championship. Uh what you guys what happened in the offseason? That that's your prerogative. I'm just here to win a title. How do you feel about Steve Nash? That's my coach. You know, we we we, we respect each other. Man, maybe sometimes haven't been as good, but we're here. We got a goal, one goal in front of us. Boom, done.
1: Look, it was strategic what Ben Simmons did. Not only is he not going to get a lot of attention, but he decided to go on the 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 three and whatever the, the whole, JJ the whole, Redick pod, yeah. yeah, the podcast. He went on there. What it's going to come out like three days before media day. Yeah, He's going to give it's, it's out as much there, information yeah. as possible, as much information as possible to lower the amount of questions that they ask him. I'm telling you, it, it's going to be all Katie and Kyrie, and Ben Simmons is going to flip. Right under the radar. Crazy. Not even going to notice there. Something it's I never something
0: thought about is crazy. I am curious from like a podcasting media junkie. Did JJ Reddick ask tough questions to Ben Simmons or do they play? He has to. Like he JJ Reddick. Y'all lose respect for the JJ Reddick pod if he doesn't ask the tough questions. Well, give if me a tough question. It, what would you ask? Did you miss last year because you didn't want to be there?
1: You mean Philly? No, he can't say that. Hey, then he's Philly. Gonna, did he win the money? Or, he gotta can't say ask. that. that was, you gotta money ask. Money. You gotta okay. really ask. Even gotta though you know he, he can't be honest about it.
0: You got. You gotta. He has to just lie. You have to ask. The, <laughs> you have to ask these questions, right? Like, tell me about I your guess. what happened in that. What happened between Game Three and Game Four where you didn't play and you were scheduled to? Did the Nets losing to the Celtics impact your decision? I'd love okay. to know that. Was it true about a group text message chain that you bailed on? I'd love to know.
1: No. Oh well, Sham's already came out and refuted that.
0: Shams but but I'll, but let, let me ask Ben. I'm sitting down with Ben Simmons. He's in my living yeah. room. We're drinking a pass. We're drinking some Pinot Grigio because that's cool right. on podcast. I want to know that. I want to answer. I get, that. I get you. I got you. I gotta know. No, you don't. You can choose not to answer, but I yeah. have to. And then we can have some fun, like Geno's or Patsy's. You know, we can do all that shit too. Like you know, yeah. you gotta have it both ways. I'm a big I, media I, guy. I I believe
1: in it. I no, believe. I know. And, and and I appreciate it because I, I I feed it. Like I told you, I listen to every single bit of Nets content that I could find. So I'm all for it. Also, I just sometimes I feel like you're gonna ask that question, but you're gonna get nothing. Like the whole like, did you really? Did you need a mental break, or did you just not want to play for Philly anymore? He's not why gonna did you an honest Why answer. did
0: you go to Why did you go to Sixers practice with a cell phone in your pocket and look at it? Do you think that maybe was the wrong decision in retrospect?
1: Nah, J.J.'s not going to ask those type of questions.
0: But I, I, I'm saying, J.J.'s got to go. I get it. He,
1: he, I J.J. Get will it. ask some questions. He'll ask, what were you thinking when you passed up the ball up in, in Game 7 against the Hawks? He'll ask that question. Right. And right. I, I get to that. And he'll ask, could you have played against the Celtics Game 3 or Game 4? And Bentham is going to be like, no, I, I tried. My back, my back was bunk. So I decided yeah. to go out there and, and sit on the bench like a skittle because I hated that stupid outfit <laughs> that he wore. Skittle. But um nah, he's not he's not gonna answer anything too honest I know but I am no. I'm gonna listen
0: to it oh yeah no I'm, I'm excited
1: about it yeah all right well again thank you for joining me on episode number one of battered Nets fans that's Mike Poseglia from bad weather fans and uh do you have anything else to say to anybody out there Nah, just thank uh, me. Thank you for Dude, having me Nick's on the lovers. podcast.
0: know uh, no nick lovers they, they hear enough of me thank you for having me on the podcast uh enjoyed it love what you're doing um and yeah i'm honored to be on episode one i'm excited for the next season if you want to hear bad weather fans check it out on wherever you find your podcasts and stuff uh you will have to hear a nick fan though i do apologize for that <laughs> i apologize for that in advance he is alex is a good person in real life he is annoying on social media and I would tell him to that, I would say, I've said that to his face and it's true.
1: Well, he is, he's, he's quite the troll. That's for sure. He gets yeah, a rise out of a lot yes, of people.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'll say, no, it's the other, it's the, no, it works two ways. It works two ways. Sure. And, and I can for say sure. that to him. He knows that. All right. But it's always
1: fun listening to you guys go back and forth. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you again for listening and I'll catch you guys on episode number two with, I don't know who yet. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs>